people ask me why did you sign Twisted Sister when you know nobody else would? They've been passed on and shit on and fucked with and run over and run down and um, you know at the time I had signed my first band was a band called Zebra and uh, they they were on their way to becoming successful and the singer Randy Jackson says to me you know they were going to open for Twisted Sister in Poughkeepsie and, and Randy says to me. Mom, you got to come see Twisted Sister. He goes, they're the best live band in the world. I said, we can't touch them, and nobody else can either. I was like, Jesus, you know, I had actually bought their single when I was in high school, um, which would shoot them down, I think. And I bought it at Disco Mad on 59th and Lax. And I thought it was cool, you know, and had uh, I'll Never Grow Up Now on the back. And um, there used to be these things called singles, you know, where you would actually play it on a record player, and then you'd flip it over and you'd play the other side. It's kind of kooky. Um, Typewriters. I'll teach you guys that stuff later. Anyway, so um, so anyways, I went up to Poughkeepsie to the Mid Hudson Civic Center. It was a Wednesday night, and there were three thousand kids there. And I'll never forget. Zebra got like polite applause. This other opening band, DC Star, got like polite applause. And then the band Twisted Sister comes on stage, and the place is on fire. And I'm standing on the stage, looking out, and all all three thousand kids had Twisted Sister T-shirts on. I don't think there was one of them. And D gets on and he goes, all right, you New York motherfuckers. You go, we just got back from fucking England. We're sick and fucking tired of hearing those limey motherfuckers telling us how bloody fucking good we are. He goes, what do you New York motherfuckers have to say? And all 3,000 of these kids go, twisted fucking sister. And I was like, I'm done. That's it. It doesn't make any fucking difference. Who cares? They can't, they can't play. They can't sing. This and that, whatever. I mean, I didn't, you know, they, as it turns out, they could. But it wouldn't have made any difference at all to me if they were, you know, just singing the alphabet in fucking Chinese. I would have been like, let's, you know, I mean, how, you can't argue with that. And then the next night I drove, and it's funny because then I came back to New York, I got in about four, I got about two hours of sleep, <clears throat> and walked into my boss's office the next day and I said, I found religion last night. And I was probably still high from the night before. And he goes, what the fuck are you talking about? And I go, Twisted Sister. He's like, get the fuck out of my office, right? So I was like, huh, okay. Ignores it. So I went the next night to South Jersey to the Fountain Casino. So it's like 200 miles from the night before, and there's 3,700 kids. And I'm like, doing the same thing. I was like, I can't be the stupid one here. Like, these kids are obviously telling us the answer. And so I was just, at, from that point forward, I was on a mission, and everybody was against it. I remember one time I was in the lobby of my building, and this guy that was in the business who I knew was like in his 60s, right? And he had made a lot of money and been successful. He puts his arm around me and says, Kid, you know what? You're off to a good start with that zebra record. You've got to stop with this Twisted Sister bullshit. You're really acting like a fucking idiot, and everybody knows it, and you're really going to ruin your career if you keep trying to sign that band. And I was like, Okay, thank you, mister. That's very nice. You know, and then I went back to try to sign them. So, yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a crazy journey, and it obviously all paid off in the end. Skid Row is another band that had some controversy with lyrics and other things as well, because Sebastian was nuts, because he's a real rock star, and real rock stars are nuts. So, which is interesting, too, because the dichotomy between rock stars back then and quote-unquote rock stars now, who don't even look, they look like they just got, like they just came from work at the 7-Eleven, and they forgot to change clothes, right? And there's, you know, back then, the meaning of a rock star was when they rolled into town, something bad was going to happen, right? Something, somebody was going to get, 
you know, pregnant that shouldn't, somebody was going to get fucked up in certain ways, that shit was going to go down. There was, there was an element of danger. And now there's none of that. It's like, now there's these homogenized, non-rock star bands. Nobody cares about anybody in the band. Nobody can name anybody in the band. Maybe they write a couple of good songs, and they get up on stage and bore the fuck out of everybody. And that's basically what the rock and roll has become. It's very sad, with exceptions. You know, there's 30 Seconds to Mars, there's some other bands that are still great, but there's, it's, it used to be, you know, you know, ubiquitous. And Skid Row was one of those bands. I mean, Sebastian Bon Jovi used to call him Miss Texas because he was the best looking guy in rock and roll. And, uh, and he looked like Miss Texas. And um, yeah, I mean, they, they I, I believe that their first two records are some of the most underrated records of all time, especially the second one, Slaves of the Grind. is ridiculous, it's so good. So if you don't have it, get it and listen to Blood Kicker and then call me. Uh, as far as labeling goes, you know, we were forced after this PMRC nonsense to, uh, when we would put records out, and this applied particularly to me since I was doing a lot of the, you know, hard rock stuff, um, we would have, uh, someone in business affairs would have to review all the lyrics on the record and then issue a written report, which would say how many fucks and shits and, you know, cunts and whatever else were, you know, would, would, there weren't a lot of those. But anyway, they would literally give us a uh, sort of a grocery list, or whatever you want to call it, a laundry list of what, how many curses and what kind were on the record and what songs. Because if you passed a certain, there was like a quota, I think it was two, and I forgot which words made you automatically qualified. And if there was more than that, you had to put a sticker on the record. How they came up with that number two, I would have liked to be in the meeting where they decided that, that was the number. Um, but it's great because on Kid Rock's seminal record, Devil Without a Cause, I have the report framed in my office um, now uh, because it, it had 50 curses on it. I remember this. I have the, the email from our business affairs department. I happened to have it sitting on my desk one day when Rock walked in and he took out a, a Sharpie and wrote on it, fuck off, bitch, and then just signed a Kid Rock. And so it's really, it's a classic document because it's, it's this list, all the profanity and the different things, and it's so, it's so perfect. And you know, it's funny, because that one song, which I, I believe is one of his greatest songs ever, which is called Black Chick, White Guy, probably has at least 25 curses in it, but it's like the American pie of the streets. It's so good. So this is the, um, the inner office memorandum from our business affairs department, dated May 27, 1998. Uh, you can probably see it there, which was the, um, you know, it was a requirement that they, these guys in, these, they were tasked, the business affairs people were tasked, I don't think they liked this job, don't get me wrong, with reviewing the lyrics on all our records and then giving us a report of how much profanity and what kind there was. And then based on that, we would have to label the record with a warning sticker or not, you know, to protect America's youth. So, um, so you can see here that what happened was this thing happened to be sitting on my desk and Kid Rock happened to walk in and see it. It was all quite serendipitous. And then he, uh, he wrote exactly what he would write because he's Kid Rock. He wrote fuck off bitch on there and then signed it. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, as you can see it's, it's broken down into categories, drugs, violence, profanity, general <laughs> bad taste and sex. So here it says, uh, 
drugs uses the word mushrooms, weed, hash, joint, but no more than seven or eight in total, so there's a little disclaimer there. Violence, uh, smack all the hoes, <laughs> don't waste the time. He kicked that bitch to the curb from black chick, white guy, and the profanity, shit 22 times, fuck 50 times, also a song titled Fuck Off, right? That's a nice little addendum. And then, uh, ass 14 times, dick 6 times, pussy 5 times, bitches 11 times, and bullshit 3 times. This must have been an incredible job for someone to do. Um, I mean, I, we, we could do the math here, that's 72, 86, 92, 97, 108, 111 curses on this album. Every one of them, you know, worth its weight in gold, I think, you know. And, and the truth is, it's, it's an interesting, it's, you know, it's, it's, this thing is of particular sentimental value to me because, you know, when Kid Rock's, when that album was made, Devil Without a Cause, he had had three albums, three prior albums that really didn't go anywhere. And he was, uh, you know, not highly regarded, let's just say, in the industry. And when he made this record, me and a small, very small group of us, there were four of us that believed in it, that, that thought it was one of the greatest albums of all time. And you see, like, everybody else thought it sucked. And so it was particularly gratifying because we figured it out. and. Um, you know, and, and rock was a big part of it because he's a consummate performer and also the music was just, you know, it was just a perfect album. I mean, that Devil Without a Cause is, you know, what can you say? It's really, you know, it's, it's my, it, it might be the proudest moment of my career, which is ironic since there's 111 curses and some general bad taste on it. <laughs>